All right, we made it. Episode nine. Huge, huge welcome for those of you who listen to this who are new to the podcast. I cannot express my gratitude enough for how grateful for I am that you are choosing to spend your time right now out of your busy schedule to listen to my material. I cannot emphasize how grateful I actually am. And it's crazy to see the, the domino effect of what's actually happening here as well. It just feels like everything's moving at such a rapid speed with all of this type of stuff. And I'm just so grateful for people like you choosing to listen to this and then even take it a step beyond that and actually share it as well. That's that's value. That's power. That's real power. So thank you very much for choosing to tune into my podcast. I really do. I really do appreciate it. For those of you who are new, welcome. I cannot open my arms warm enough to welcome you into here. And yeah, it's an exciting part of the journey. For those of you who are new, this is the Value Vault podcast where, as always, my intention with anything that I do, it's to provide value. It's to help you have that one shift in perspective, that one seed planted in your mind that could hopefully go on and just just help you grow, help you change, help you evolve and become a better version of yourself. Today, what I want to get into is I want to get into sort of belief. I want to get into faith, whether that be faith in ourself and or faith in something externally to us, you know, whatever your God is. Now, one of the things which I have found, which I have found as a commonality, the more I'm speaking to people and reflecting on my own journey. It's this tendency that we tend to have of disqualifying ourselves out of becoming somebody or out of achieving something with our method of thinking. We'll automatically disqualify ourselves from being able to elevate and achieve and accomplish and become great, achieve great things. Because what we'll find is the the thought patterns that we are operating with, the stories that we are actually telling ourselves about ourselves, about our abilities and all these types of things, what we'll often find is we will automatically disqualify ourselves out of doing something, out of becoming somebody. And I think it's an interesting topic and conversation and I think it's definitely a relevant one because you're listening to this podcast for a reason. There's a reason behind you actually tuning into this episode today. There's a calling within you that knows that, you know, you have a desire to grow. And we all do. Some of us act on it, some of us don't. And if you listen to this, you're acting on that. Now, what you may or may not be aware of is that you might actually be automatically, consciously or unconsciously disqualifying yourself out of being able to go to this next level in your life. You're already at the point of awareness of where you know that you can be, do, and have more, and you're ready to be, do, and have more, but you're almost at a glass ceiling. You're feeling this incredible amount of resistance to take that next step, to take that next action. And what we'll find is if we just reverse engineer it, it's we're not taking action because we're feeling a certain way. We're either feeling like an imposter, we're feeling doubtful, we're feeling whatever that feeling is, which is ultimately a manifestation of the story that we're telling ourselves in our mind. And that may look like it's going to be painful. I'm not good enough. 
fear of being rejected. You know, whatever it is, it affects our physiology. It affects our state, which ultimately, whatever feelings we feel, they manifest through the body's actions. And then what we'll find is we're now acting in alignment with the story. Because what we'll do, we'll act in a certain way, which creates a certain result and a certain experience, which then confirms the story that we're telling ourselves. And it's like, look, that's that's why. Yeah, but look, it's true. And it's like, we find ourselves in this self-fueling cycle of sabotage because we'll tell a story that we're not good enough. We'll tell a story that it can't be done, that's too hard, it's too difficult. You know, whatever the story is, it puts us in a certain feeling, certain vibration, which feelings manifest through the body as actions and it's our actions which create the results. And what we'll often do, we'll find ourselves in the trap of looking at the results that we have in our life and basing our thoughts and our beliefs off the current results that we've got. So we're constantly reaffirming and confirming the story, the victim story that we can't do, that it's too hard, that we're not good enough, that it never works out. And it's like, but yeah, but that's why I'm telling myself the story because it never works. And it's like, when we understand, if we step back, when we actually create awareness and we have this level of understanding that it's because of the story that we're telling ourselves that the experience is happening. Because the way that you work is you have a servo mechanism inside of you, which is your brain and your nervous system. Those two things work together. It's called psycho-cybernetics. The way that a cybernetic mechanism works is let's use a, a plane, for example. The way autopilot works in a plane is because of the science of cybernetics. It's the system of controls over electronic or living things. So essentially a cybernetic mechanism is you give that mechanism an objective, a goal, which is if we're in LA and we want to get to Paris, the pilot will put the objective, the coordinates, the destination, the goal into the cybernetic mechanism where this is where I am, I'm in LA and I want to get to Paris. So that when the pilots are in the air and they're at a cruise and altitude, they flip the switch, they unbuckle their seatbelt and what they could actually do if they wanted to Thankfully, they don't because I would be very uncomfortable if they did, but they could walk down the aisle, shake your hand, have a drink, sit down, and everything would be okay. Why? Because the cybernetic mechanism inside of that plane is controlling now that plane unconsciously without the pilots needing to be in manual operation of that vehicle. The cybernetic mechanism is now going to guide that vehicle to the destination. And it does so based off negative feedback. So if it knows it wants to go to Paris, right, it will have the awareness to know where it currently is. Now, if turbulence comes along and it knocks the plane off course slightly, the plane will go a certain distance off course. There's a sensor inside of the plane that will sense that it's deviated from the objective, that it's went off course, it's went off track. And if it continues going off track, the objective isn't going to be met. It isn't going to be reached. What these mechanism, the cybernetic mechanism inside of the plane will then do, will send a coordinate of responses and signals to certain parts of the plane, to the engine speed, that will get altered, the flaps, that will be altered, and ultimately that plane will be brought back on course without the pilots intervening, so that ultimately it's back on track 
and eventually it'll get itself to it'll get itself to Paris. Same how a thermostat works. You know, the manual the, the manual setting on a thermostat. You tell your thermostat, okay, I want 22 degrees to be the temperature of this home. So you set it to 22 degrees, the boiler fires up, the radiators get warm, the temperature gets to 22. The sense, the sensor inside of the cybernetic mechanism is like, yeah, okay, great. We're on course. So then because we're in the UK, for those you in the UK listening to this, you know, you leave a window open and because it's always minus five outside, the cold air comes in, the temperature in the room drops, drops down to 18. What will then happen without you needing to get up and turn the boiler on or turn the thermostat up is the cybernetic mechanism inside of the, inside of the thermostat, it will sense that it's deviated. It'll sense that the temperature's dropped, that the objective isn't actually being met. Then what it's going to do is send the signal of the boiler to fire up for the house to get warm and the temperature will gradually rise back up to 22 and then it will shut off. That's how the manual thermostat works. I know we don't often think of it like that, but that's how it actually works. And that's why you don't need to get up and intervene. The thermostat does the job. So that's how a cybernetic, me cybernetic mechanism works. Now, we have a cybernetic mechanism inside of us, which is the brain and the nervous system. And it's the story that we're telling ourselves. It's the self-image that we have of ourselves, of our abilities, of our skills, of our worthiness, of our life and capabilities. The story in which we are telling ourselves about ourselves and about our life repeated over and over again forms what's commonly known as an identity. It's a self-image. It's the image in which you are holding about yourself, which you reaffirm with the thoughts that you are thinking and the stories that you were telling yourself. So what happens is when you are thinking the thoughts that you were thinking and you are telling yourself the story that you were constantly telling yourself and you are viewing yourself the way that you were viewing yourself and your life, that is the information that you were given to your cybernetic mechanism. Now, remember the cybernetic mechanism. Its goal is to achieve the objectives that you give it. So if your objective that you are giving it is that you aren't good enough, that you can't do it, that you can't become somebody's great, that life is always happening to me, Nothing ever goes my way. My relationships always end up in disaster. I am depressed. All of these things, whatever it is, good or bad, whatever you were giving yourself, the servo mechanism, which is your brain and nervous system, is going to be like, okay, great. That's what we're achieving today. Because to think about how it works, if you... If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see the visual. So let's say I want to pick up my phone right now. It's on the desk. So what I'll do is I'll have an objective in my mind that I will give my servo mechanism, my brain, and I'll go, right, okay, I want to pick up the phone. And then what my brain will do will then send the messages to all of the bodily parts required for me to actually achieve the objective, which is pick up the phone that I've got in my hand right now. The brain will send a multitude of messages to my tricep to extend and then from my bicep and then from my arm to twist and then messages to my fingers 
to grab onto it. Like all of these things, which we don't even think of, that's going on internally for us to achieve such a simple objective of picking up a phone. Whatever objective you give your servo mechanism, it will set out and achieve for you. So what's the story that you were telling yourself about yourself, about your life, about your ability, about your relationships? What is that story? Because understand whatever you feed your servo mechanism as a story, it will set out to achieve it. It will give you the objective experience. It will give you the real life manifestational event and experience in your life for it to help you experience what your objective was. So if you're telling yourself that you aren't good enough, you are then going to unconsciously behave in a way. It's going to, first off, that story is going to affect your physiology. It's going to affect your state. You're going to feel a certain way because of that story, which then that's going to dictate and influence your behavior. So then what you'll do is you'll start behaving in a way which ultimately creates an experience, creates a result, which then will back up and prove and validate and affirm that story that's in your head. And you will start having life experiences which actually confirm the story that you were telling yourself. So that story that you were playing in your mind, whether that be about your relationships, whether that be about your abilities, your talents, your worthiness, about the quality of your life, you know, whatever that story is, it probably is true. It probably is true. You would probably be able to actually affirm it and prove it to be true. You'd be able to probably point to a life experience where it's like, no, but look, that happened. So it is true. But this is why it's so important for us to get awareness. You know, the Bible said, and all we're getting, get awareness. Get awareness of what? Get awareness of this. Get awareness of the fact that the story that you were telling yourself is the reason why that experience actually happened in the first place. So when we really begin to understand this, we'll really start to begin to understand the power of the thoughts that we are actually thinking how much it actually affects our behavior. So when you change your story, you change your life. You really do. And you'll start betting on yourself because so many of us are going through life and we're automatically disqualifying ourselves before we've even started. You know, an opportunity will arise or we'll have this little desire to actually do something, which we always get because that's spirit. Spirit is always for expansion. It's always for expression. Spirit is always to be expressed. That is the sole purpose of spirit. It's to be expressed through our actions, through our behavior. But what will happen is we'll tell ourselves a disempowering story, which suppresses spirit, which then puts us in a certain vibration, which is a feeling which ultimately influences and affects our behavior, which then ultimately creates a result, creates an experience, which we'll then observe and then 
allow that observation of this experience to dictate our thinking, which will likely be a thought or a story of a disempowering belief, often an affirmation of the same story that we've been telling ourselves, which then affects our physiology and our state, has us feeling a certain feeling, will now behave the way that we were behaving again, which then what we'll find is we'll have the same result, we'll think the same thoughts, we'll then feel the same feelings, we'll then act the same way and get the same result. And then we find ourselves in this trap, in this cycle of creating this doom-fulfilling loop of living, if we want to call it that. So at some point, if we want what we are experiencing in our life to change, we need to understand that we are the thing that needs to change in that. What needs to change? Our actions need to change. Our decisions need to change. But in order for our decisions and actions to change, our physiology needs to change. Our feelings need to change. And in order for the feelings to change, the story that we're telling ourselves needs to change. If we don't change the story, if we keep telling ourselves the same doom-fulfilling prophecy that we aren't good enough, that we're not worthy enough, that it's too hard, that it cannot be done, if we continue to tell ourselves that story and we maintain that self-image, Any progress is just a deviation. And just like the thermostat, when it senses that the temperatures drop to 18, or just like the plane, when the mechanism senses that it's off course, guess what is going to happen? You were going to readjust. You were going to course correct. You were going to self-sabotage. You're going to fuck it up. Unconsciously. Because the results that you would then be getting, the way that you are then behaving, the feelings that you are then feeling, that's not the objective. You've deviated. You went off course a little bit. The servo mechanism that we have inside of us, it's impersonal. It doesn't understand between something which is good or bad. It doesn't understand between something which is healthy and unhealthy. It's impersonal. Whatever we give it, it accepts. Whatever we give it with repetition and emotion, it accepts. And it will then set out to give you the experience to confirm that the objective's been met. That, yep, congratulations. Yep, you are a piece of shit. Yep, congratulations. Your relationships don't work. Yep, congratulations, you're not good enough. There you go. Next, next objective. So how are you using your servo mechanism? There's one of two ways you can use it. You can use it as a success servo mechanism, or you can use it as a failure servo mechanism. And depending on the quality and the nature of the thoughts that you are thinking, 
the stories that you were telling yourself, the image that you were holding of yourself, if it's good, if it's positive, if it's empowering, you're creating a success servo mechanism. And what you find is you tell yourself an empowering story about yourself. You then start feeling pretty good. When you start feeling pretty good, your behavior will start to change. You now start enforcing positive habits. And then what? Your results start to change. You start starting to see results, which then you observe and it's like, yeah, I actually am good enough because that's just happened. Same situation with the negative story. Feel a bit negative, feel a bit depleted. Then can't be asked to take action, so you'll not. You'll start doing something, which is a bit of a prick move. And then what's the result? It's an experience, which you'll then observe, and you're like, yeah, but it's true. So if we want to change, Alex Harmozy always said that, you know, you don't become confident by shouting affirmations in the mirror. You become confident by stacking undeniable proof that you are who you say you are. So if you're telling yourself, if you want to tell yourself the new story of I am this person, identify parts and times in your life where you have actually demonstrated that behavior or that trait. Or if you haven't yet done that, do it, get a result. Then whenever that old story tries to kick in, which it will, you can then remind yourself, no, 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 no. That isn't true because this has happened. That's why recording your wins, bigging yourself up, that there is going to stack as this undeniable proof to the point where your subconscious mind can't even tell you that it's a lie because you actually have the proof and it cannot be denied. And once that proof is there, that change will start to take place. But we need to understand that if we're just sitting, waiting, meditating, praying, hoping and wishing for our life to change without us, without you getting off your ass and getting into action and taking the action, regardless of how you feel. If you don't do that, nothing's going to change. Why? Because you haven't changed. And there's something that's telling me inside of you because you are listening to this podcast, because you are on my Instagram, because you have made it this far into the program and you are still listening. Something is telling me that inside of you, you have this calling that you want to become greater. That you want to achieve more. And why is that? Because that there, that's in your spiritual DNA to grow, to evolve, to accomplish, to become great. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what it's there for. That's why you feel it. And to the degree in which you suffocate and suppress your inner goals, dreams, and desires is to the degree in which you will suffer. So if you find yourself in a point right now in your life where you are experiencing suffering, when you are experiencing frustration, when you are experiencing the overwhelm, ask yourself, Am I actually expressing myself to the fullest degree that I know that I can be? Or am I holding back? And every time in my life where I experience those emotions, it's because I'm holding myself back. I'm keeping something in. I'm not expressing. I'm suppressing. And spirit isn't to be suppressed. Remember, to the degree in which you suppress your goals, 
dreams, and desires is to the degree in which you will suffer. Allow that to sink in. So how are you going to use your servo mechanism? What's the new empowering story that you are going to start telling yourself? How are you going to turn up? And just turn up. Just do it. You're not always going to feel inspired or motivated or ready to do it. But I promise you on my life, when you turn up, when you take the action, you're going to start compounding more of that feeling that you are wanting to fail, that you are hoping to fail, to take action. Life has a funny way of doing things. You get the feeling as a result of taking the action. So you've got to do it first. Sitting around hoping, praying and wishing that you get that feeling and then take the action. That's why 95% of society are living a life with no fulfillment, with no purpose, with no growth, with no direction, with no elevation, because we wait for the feeling. And guess what? The feeling never comes. And if it does come, it's temporary because that's all it ever is. So understand you're never going to truly feel ready to step into that new image. You're never truly going to feel ready to step into that new identity. You're going to have fear. You're going to have doubt. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to experience those emotions. You're also going to feel the incredible emotions of inspiration, of feeling driven, of feeling motivated, of feeling uplifted. You are also going to feel those feelings and it's incredible when they come and you will feel them most often. But you will also feel doubt. You will also feel fear. You will also feel worry. You will also feel frustration and stress and overwhelm and anxiety. You will fail those feelings because those are a part of the human experience. And you can't have one without the other. Welcome to life. Welcome to the pendulum. You are well and truly on the pendulum. If you don't want to experience the emotions of life, I highly suggest you get a robe, you shave your hair off, you go to the nearest mountain, and you womp chant for the next 24 hours 24 7, 365 for the rest of your remaining years. If you don't want to do that, you've got to pull up your socks. You've got to tap into the, the inner warrior within you. And you've got to get out there, experience, live, gain the wisdom, perfect your craft, sharpen your tools, step into your greatness. And understand that self-mastery, it isn't a destination that you arrive to when you're at that point of, I am here. It's an ongoing journey. It's an ongoing journey. So please give yourself permission to start counting yourself in. To no longer disqualify yourself with your own thoughts and stories, thoughts and stories, thoughts and stories. Give yourself a chance. Tell yourself a new story. doesn't matter how true the current one is. If it isn't empowering you, if it isn't uplifting you, it's no good. Get rid of it. doesn't matter how true it is. doesn't matter how justified it is. You might be 100% right. I don't care. It's not serving you. It's not doing you any good. Get rid of it. And what you find is when you change the story, when you push through the figure and you just take imperfect, consistent action, I promise you, your life will change. I promise you, 
So do it. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the world. You owe it to that person who's looking up to you, who's observing you from a distance. You owe it to them. You owe it to your family. You owe it to the generations to come. You owe it. The world need it. Stop being selfish. Stop just thinking about yourself and your failings. There's a world that needs to see you display your self-mastery, to see you expressing your inner genius and your creative mastery and beauty. The world needs to see it. We live in a day and age where it's needed. So it's up to you whether you're going to do it or not. I hope that you do. And if you do feel like there's been a moment in this episode where it's caused you to think a certain way or have that light bulb moment, please share it. Tag me in it. If you do, put it on your stories on Instagram or wherever and tag me in it. Let's share it. If you feel like there's been value in what's been said today and you know somebody who could do with hearing it, share it to them. We need to hear this. People need this more than ever. So thank you for listening to this episode. I love you. I actually love you. I hope this has given you an insight and you way of thinking, planted a seed in your mind. I hope this is what you've been needing to hear today. And take away the final message. And that is, as always, the mind of yours, that beautiful mind of yours is a creator. You are the observer. And your life can change in an instant the moment that you decide to change. Big love. Peace out.